can see right now, without LeBron, Lakers are, are struggling. Let me tell you about a team I hate, all right? I know the Dallas Cowboys fan is here, so I had to make sure he knew how much I hate this Oh, I'm ready. I've often said that the people who run baseball, they try very hard to ruin it. I'm from Brooklyn. I don't have a problem saying it to his face. Oh, Brooklyn. Hey, isn't he? This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. Good morning. You're listening to the Mac and Jack Sports Show on Northeast Streaming Sports. Nick, I don't know if you're ready, but I'm definitely ready. Boy, we got a lot to cover here on our morning show here on NESSP. NSSP in the morning with Mac and Jack. Good morning, Jack. Good morning, everyone that will be joining us. Good morning, Mac. Uh, end of the NFL regular season. Now we start the tournament. Yes, we do. And, you know, uh, quickly, congratulations to Jack Hirsch as he is the king of the points against the spread uh, as he won, came in first place, and he got our trophy. I don't know if you all saw it, but I'm especially I FedExed it down to Jack so he could have it, and I don't know if it's got there yet or not, Jack, but I know it's in the mail, as they say. So I want the money, Mac, the money. sponsored <laughs> me and bet based on my picks and giving me a percentage. Yeah, well, that's, that, that, that's, uh, that's not going to happen, Jack. I, I, there's no money in the till right now. But anyway, let's get to the games. And before we start, Jack, you know, I watched the Patriots-Jets game. I watched the whole game in that uh, snow, and it was nasty field out there. And, and you know, I, I, ha- I wanted to watch Bill Belichick's last game as a Patriots head coach. I would normally root for the Jets in this case, but I kind of found myself rooting for the Patriots. And it was a kind of sad to me, you know, how, you know, terrible weather, uh, the Jets pretty much dominated uh, the Patriots the whole game. Um, you know, Zappy couldn't ha- didn't have enough time. The receivers dropped the ball when he put it there. So everything kind of fell apart. Uh, you know, uh, you got a, uh, a future star there with Brees Hall, who carried the ball, I think, 20, 37 times. Something ridiculous. 178 and, yards. Star, yeah, got yeah. 178 yards. And he, that's a future star for the Jets right there. So uh, star this year will be a major part going forward with the Jets. But, you know, I uh, – with the relationship I have with Bill Belichick being a former, you know, defensive coordinator for the Giants and, and you know, helping out Bill Parcells going to our first two Super Bowls. I mean, again, you know, I, I you know, things come to an end. I, I, I'm positive now they're done. He's done with the Patriots. He still wants to coach. He said he enjoys coaching and uh, where he goes, I don't know. But whoever picks him up, I imagine uh, there will be a few, at least a few teams wanting him. And they're going to get a really good coach, Jack. Yeah, I have him going to the commanders if he goes elsewhere. It's on the East Coast. He'll be given control of the football operations there. They have a very high pick. They can take their franchise quarterback if he wants. In reality, we shouldn't have that much sympathy for Bill Belichick. I know what you're saying, Mac. 
it was sad watching him go off the field. And in that gloomy weather, yeah. it was pure misery, the way the Patriots played, the weather, the handwriting seems on the wall. He's going to be gone. But look at how Bill Belichick has dealt with his players over the years. He could have had a guy play from for a lot of years like a Tom Brady. And when he felt it was time to move on, he yeah. moved on. He treated it like a business, completely like a business. He felt players had a shell life. They can only perform for so long. There was no sentiment to Bill Belichick, the coach, none at all. Okay. So why should ownership feel the same sentiment towards Bill Belichick now? It's not so much what Bill Belichick has done for you in the past. What can he do for you going forward? Is there an advantage to keeping him as the coach going forward? That's what you should answer. In certain situations, Mac, you stick with the legendary coach all the way because of what he's done for you in the past. He's gotten a lot of collateral, more or less. Yeah. Yankees stood with Joe Torre a lot of extra years. San Antonio Spurs are sticking with Coach Pop. You know, if Coach K had faulted a little at Duke, they'd stick with him longer because of what right. he did. But should the Patriots really do that with Bill Belichick? No. I, I mean, you, 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 want, you want to get your, your, your thing back. I think it's time for a new person over there, Jack, a new a new head coach with a new message and, you know, just, you know, do your job is not enough anymore over there. I think that they need a coach over there uh, that will maybe communicate better with the players than he has. And, and, you know, and there's still room for a hard, a hard coach. You know, we see that in the NFL, there's still room for that in certain situations, but right now I think the Patriots are going to move on. They should move on. And, you know, good luck to Bill Parcells, wherever he goes. But, but yes. let me just say this, Matt. I'm not sure that he lost the locker room. I will say that if Bill Belichick is willing to just coach and allows Robert Kraft to bring in someone who would be completely in charge of all personnel, and Bill Belichick would understand he's restricted in what he can do, which is basically just coach on the field and all and devise strategy, but he won't be in charge of coordinators, the draft and things like that. Right. Maybe he could stay. There's a reasonable chance Robert Kraft would retain him under that condition. That's why it's being discussed now. The longer this takes, Mac, the more you know that they're negotiating the yeah. possibility of seeing yeah. could something be worked out. Because if Robert Kraft is ready to move on from him, it's definitely going to be done in the next few days. I agree with that. I agree with that. Let me tell you something else I saw. And, and you know, I, I'm old school, Jack. I played the game. I coached the game, um, you know, up to the high school level at least. And, you know, I saw two teams, real football players out there during that game with the Patriots and the Jets. They were all playing for pride. They, they There was no playoff possibility at stake here. But yet all the starters played. And they all played as hard as they could. And with that weather, there was there was an easy chance that there could have been some injuries, but they didn't care. They wanted to go out there. They wanted to play for their coaches, for their fans, play for their paychecks, right? And I didn't see that around the NFL with some teams. And I'll tell you, the teams that went out there and really played, the starters that played, I'm going to be rooting for those teams. The teams that just – sent their second stringers in there and said, we're in the playoffs anyway, or sent their uh, uh, players, they pulled them out of the game because they were losing. 
I'm not going to root for them in the playoffs. I, I think that that you know you send the wrong message to the players when you say, "Now this is my personal opinion." When you say, "Well, this game doesn't matter to me," every game matters. It's a as a as a matter of winning. You've got to win. There's no well. We, we don't care if we win this game or not. I don't like that philosophy. And I'll tell you right now, as I said. When it comes to rooting for teams, I might even root for Dallas to win. They went the whole – they were in. They didn't have to do anything. The Eagles – They did. They did. They had a lot at stake, Matt. They're the number two. No, wait, wait, wait. no Jack. I'm saying they were in the playoffs. They were in the but playoffs. But there's a difference. It's positioning the Eagles, at a playoff. The Eagles, they had a the lot Eagles, at stake. And the Eagles ended up losing. To me, Jack, I understand what you're saying. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's going to be beneficial for them to get that 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 second seating. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that they really didn't have to do it. They could have done what the Eagles did and said, "Hey, listen, I will take the fifth seed." No, the they couldn't have done what the I mean, Eagles did. The situation was different, Matt. No, no. The Eagles, Eagles knew that the Cowboys were heavy favorites to beat Washington. They knew it. Meaning, no matter what the Eagles did, they were going to be the fifth seed. So they basically came in with an attitude that the game isn't important because they knew the Cowboys were probably going yeah, the to Eagles, win. The Eagles are and playing. The, the Eagles. Wait, wait, wait. The Eagles are playing like crap. What do you They're mean it doesn't matter? What, so what do you mean it doesn't matter? Of course it matters. You want you want the team to straighten out, obviously, at right. some point. But it's, it. most, it's most important they straighten out for the playoffs. The game well, itself against the Giants, well, they're the going one into the playoffs. result wasn't important as far as seeding. It meant nothing. They lost four out of five games, Jack, in a row. They're not straightened out. And they didn't do anything to straighten themselves out against the Giants. No, no, they didn't. But, but they played Tampa Bay. Monday night, first round of the playoffs. If they win that game and they Tomorrow's look good doing it, they've straightened themselves no, they out promise. in the yeah. game that counts. Tomorrow is never promised, Jack, or guaranteed. It's not. It's not, and this their poor play might continue. Yeah, it might continue, but so much is motivation. You know what it is, Mac? What you're saying? You're saying basically every game is created equal. It's not. I'm look, not saying it's look what happened yesterday with other teams. The 49ers lost to the Rams. Oh, I agree. Meant, but listen, it meant nothing to the yeah, 49ers. It, it, I mean, it, very little that game. Oh, it, it, means go, it means you go into the into the postseason winning. It's a whole attitude, Jack. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you say. Listen, I, I say the same thing about the Ravens. The Ravens cashed it in. They said, I don't care. We don't care. We don't care. The Ravens, and, and here you have two teams that had nothing to play for at all, nothing. The Jets and the Patriots, and yet they ain't worried about getting injured. They ain't worried about ending their career on one play. They're out there playing football like football is supposed to be played. They didn't have to protect anyone. They're not in the playoffs they have to themselves for next year. Once in a while, they do it. Suppose Brees Hall got an injury that ended his career. Mac, if the Jets were guaranteed to be in the playoffs and their seeding was set, and let's say hypothetically Aaron Rodgers was healthy, they would have rested Aaron Rodgers. They would have tried to rest certain starters 
as much Jack, as they could. Jack, the Jack, team, Jack, you're missing my point. All I'm saying. I'm not missing your point. I, you I understand it's a philosophy. Dan Campbell at the Lions, he plays his starters all the way, even though they're in the playoffs. There you That's go. his philosophy. Tom, Tom Coughlin Why? played his starters with the Giants, even though they win the playoffs. The year they upset the Patriots, they played the right. last regular season game. It's done in certain instances. Why? But I'm gonna... Why are the Detroit Lions winning like they are, Jack? Because they want to win every game. They don't care if it means nothing. They don't care. They don't care if they lose. They go out there to play every game to win, and that's why Detroit has such a good team this year. They, they Matt, have, Matt, let's see if they beat the Rams this and, week. And, and, and let me, let's let me, see how let that me, works. Let me, yeah. let me say this: Detroit had the division wrapped up what three weeks ago. Why play anybody? Just let this let the second stringers go and play. Well, they were that, still playing for seeding. But they still were. Yeah, and they will have to. They will have a home game in you know, the first yes. round. They're hosting the Rams. Yeah. And yes, you are right, Rick. Their tight end uh, got injured, so we'll see what happens with that. I mean, listen, I'm all for. I am all for smart football, but I'm also for winning. As, as Mac, Mac, Herb Edwards. Said, sometimes the getting every week. You don't have the same level of motivation. Mm -hmm. Play. Motivation has to be at its highest come playoff time. That's the job of the coach. You play to win the game, Jack. That's what Herbert Edwards said. In that case, exhibition games, too. Uh, yes. I want to win those two games. I want to win. I want them to win when they play cards. I want them to win constantly. I want win in their head when they come on the field. every At practice, I want them to win. That's what I want. I want what I want the the culture to be a winning culture. That's what Vince Lombardi did. That's what Don Shula did. I mean, that's what the great coaches did. We go to win the game. We never go to say, "Well, we we wrapped up a title." Ah, you know, don't worry about. It. Just just sit out. We're good. But anyway, Jack, let's push let's push on to some of the some of the games we already covered on Sunday. Of course, a great game between the Colts and Houston. Houston wins the division. Uh, first time in a long time they're in the playoffs. First time in a long time they won the division. Congratulations to them. Um, also, the Steelers. The Steelers needed that one big touchdown pass against the Ravens. The Ravens were still a formidable team, even without Jackson there, at least defensively. And they won that game. So we'll talk about the playoff ramifications of all that going on. Um, guaranteed, C.J. Stroud, Offensive Player of the Year. For for uh, for the Texans, right, Jack? That's so up. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. When it came time to the draft, the big talk was C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. People were basically split. I mean, I like Bryce Young, but I would have taken C.J. Stroud. I said it at the time. Even though I think Bryce Young will ultimately be okay, even though he had a rough, rough rookie year. But C.J. Stroud, one of the top, he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the game. What a find by Houston. And they also drafted Will Anderson on the defensive side in the first round to go two and three. And it shows you what you could do if you draft the right way. And sometimes you get these jewels all the way at the top of the draft where quarterbacks have gone one, two. But a lot of the time, just because quarterbacks are available, you shouldn't necessarily take them at one or two just because they're the best available quarterback. That's a mistake teams make 
yeah. in the case of CJ Stroud, he's a fine. I want to ask you this, speaking of quarterbacks, Ohio State quarterback CJ Stroud were on him. The guy who he followed that Justin Fields. Yeah. Bears have a dilemma what to do. Justin yeah. Fields did not look good against the Green Bay Packers yesterday, no. Matt. No. And the Bears have the first pick in the draft. And I think the Bears go something like 10th or 11th uh, after that, too, you know, thereabouts. Do the Bears wait and see? Because a good quarterback, there's several, is going to be available with their second pick of the draft. Do they take one then? But if they take one then, that means they're looking to move on from Justin Fields. Or do they just take, you know, go maybe Caleb Williams, Drake May with the first pick? Or do they take Marvin Harrison, the first pick, and then take maybe Hennix might be available late on, a Jaden Daniels, you know, someone like that. It's well, a dilemma. Talking, but we, stick we, with Justin Fields. I wasn't impressed, Matt. We've talked about we've talked about this quite a few times. Listen, every quarterback has a bad game. Uh, the, the the you know Justin Fields I, a bad game, a bad game, or a yeah. number. Of so, well, no, okay. not lately. Not lately. Lately, he's been he's been lights out. Last against the Packers, he took a bad hit. His head bounced off the ground. I don't know if he should have even went back in and played the game. I I I I think they made a mistake there. Um, but you know, listen, everyone has a even even. Tom Brady's had a bad game. Even, even yeah, no, no, don't start. Don't even, go there. Compared to Justin Fields, Aaron Rodgers. Come on, Jack. I'm not. Come on, Jack. I'm not comparing them to Aaron Rodgers and 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 uh, Brady. I'm saying they even had bad games. So it does happen. So anyway, uh, I'm gonna stick by my guns. You keep Fields and you go get Marvin Harrison. And with that other pick, you go get an offensive lineman. I mean, that's that's what I would do. I would build a team around him. Um, but he did have problems against the Packers. Congratulations to them. I mean, Aaron Love played a great game, moving around the pocket, finding open people. Aaron Jones, we forget to talk about him, had a big game, 111 yards. I think he had a touchdown too. Um, so anyway, uh, just a, a good game by the Packers, a bad game by the Bears overall. Even their defense didn't look as good as it did a couple of weeks prior. So, you know, uh, they – they won a big game. They'll be playing in the playoffs. Congratulations for winning the division. You wonder what Aaron Rodgers is thinking. He left the Packers. Things didn't work out with the Jets because of the injury. He never really yeah. had a chance. He'll have a chance next year. But it was like a wasted year in large part. All these hopes for the Jets, they got to reset it now to next year. And it won't quite be the same level of enthusiasm, even though, you know, they'll try to muster that up. But the Packers... They were really in a rebuild, and they went to the playoffs in the rebuilding year. And Jordan Love, you know, is looking good. Now, the jury's still out in Jordan Love to an extent. I'm not ready to call him a franchise quarterback, but I will say this. You do move forward with Jordan Oh, there's no Jordan doubt. Love. There's no Jack. And, yeah. There's no doubt. And, you know, Jack, maybe they win a playoff game. We'll see. I mean, listen, the playoffs is one and done. Anything happens. That ball is shaped funny. And it doesn't have to be Jordan Love that wins the game. He's just got to be the quarterback on the team that wins the game. And, you know, that's something he can add to his resume. So, anyway, listen, congratulations to the to the, uh, to the the Packers. Uh, the Bears, I think they wound up, wound up at 7-9. and nine. was a lot better than we thought they were going to do in the beginning. 7-10. Seven to ten, a lot better than we thought when they only had one, two wins uh, earlier in the season. So they did do something. 
Um, they came on at the end and they yeah. played better. They yeah. did. They yeah. That's the reason for optimism for next season. I agree. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Two high draft choices on top of it. Yeah, absolutely. Baker Mayfield all bagged up. Ribs are hurting. Oh, shoulders are in. He threw for only 137 yards. White rushes for 75 yards. The Bucks. Defense. I watched that game, Mac. I got to yeah. make a comment. The Carolina <laughs> Panthers are pathetic, losing 9 nothing. The receiver's about to go in for touchdowns. Yeah. He stretches out the ball, and, it, and he fumbles it, yeah. okay? I mean, it gets knocked out of his hand, and and the Buccaneers, I mean, the Buccaneers recover in the end zone. So seven points that were right there, they lose. Then they run it in for touchdown. Yes. And one of their receivers on the other side of the field is offside, so they call the touchdown back. That's 14 points. Then there's a missed field goal. 17 points, let, you know, that should have been scored. Yeah. That could have been the difference in winning the game. Okay? Uh, I mean, that's the, that's the Carolina Panthers. Yes, you know, like a jinx team. I mean, yes. Uh, yeah. yes. And one of, the worst, uh, one of the worst rules to me is that when they stretch the ball out, and they break that pylon, and somebody knocks the ball out of it. it, it no, but that was in the end zone. It was recovered in the end yeah, zone. It didn't go but, out of bounds. Right, but no. they, they they call it a touchback. You know, I, I don't no, know. Well, no, it wasn't really a touchback per se. It was recovered. The Carolina. Oh, it didn't go out of bounds. Out of bounds. Fumbled. The right. ball was in the end zone. It didn't go out of bounds. Oh, so gotcha. that was a, a legitimate recovery right. there. And nothing with a rule change on that. I know okay. what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying in theory. When the ball's fumbled by the receiver and it's not really recovered and goes out of bounds, yeah. it shouldn't go over to the other team. If anything, it should just go back to the 20. Agree. Agree. Uh, the Lions finished 12 and 5, beat Minnesota 30 to 20. Goff throws for 320 yards. Two TDs. Montgomery runs for a TD. St. Brown, a talented wide receiver, should have made the Pro Bowl. Uh, he gets 144 yards. Uh, Nick Mullins does play. He throws for 396 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Justin Jefferson with a huge game, 192 yards. So uh, uh, Detroit is the third seed, right, Jack, in the NFC right now. Um, and I guess they're playing this weekend. Am I correct? I yeah, yeah, yeah. We have some nice storylines going in the NFC playoffs. Matthew Stafford is going to Detroit against Jared Joff, you know, in the playoff game. Yeah. Now, Matthew Stafford doesn't really have anything to prove. They won a Super Bowl. But for Jared Joff, the Lion quarterback, he was the Ram quarterback. They went to a Super Bowl, lost to the Patriots. He's playing the man that replaced them. He's going to want to look good. And there's so much enthusiasm in Detroit. They got a playoff game there. It's been yeah. ages. I mean, there's excitement going on. So you got the storyline of Matthew Stafford, longtime Lion quarterback, coming home. And now you have the Packers playing against their former coach, Mike McCarthy, at Dallas. Yeah. Okay, too. Mike McCarthy is under tremendous pressure. Despite the successes he's had in the regular season, can you imagine how ugly it's going to be at Dallas if the Packers knock them off? This isn't the 49ers in the NFC Championship game beating the Cowboys. If it's the Packers, man, oh, man, in the first round, would McCarthy survive that? Oh, yeah. They asked Jerry Jones, 
Bob McCarthy's job security, he said, we'll take it game by game in the playoffs. Like, yeah. wow. Yeah, that's Jerry being Jerry. Uh, I think McCarthy's safe. He, he won the NFC East. I think he saved his job. Just well, I think that. they beat the Packers, and so I don't yeah. think the problem. I would imagine. I would imagine. I would imagine that it points to that again, unless something happens crazy there. Let's talk about King Henry a little bit. He looks young again. Runs for uh, 153 yards and a touchdown. Was the main cog in beating uh, uh, the Jags. Tannehill <laughs> threw for two touchdowns. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is out of the playoffs this year, Jack. And, you know, I don't fully blame Trevor Lawrence. I know he had a couple of injuries to his shoulder, and and he's banged up uh, going with the with the Jaguars. But they did take a step back. I mean, they, you know. They they, step back. Yeah. So, I mean, you go from making the playoffs at, at, to being out of the playoffs, and they expected them, of course, to, to get only better, and they didn't. So what are your Moving thoughts? Moving five and six at the end. What are your and- thoughts yeah, my thoughts, I'm disappointed. The Jaguars made the playoffs last year, won the division, got off to a good start this year. They were supposed to be a team of the future. All the young players developing it to lose five of the last six. Trevor Lawrence has not been in the league three years. I don't know what to make out of him. He was called generational talent. He was supposed to be a great quarterback. He's been okay, but I'm a bit disappointed, though. Because he hasn't been lights out. How much better is Trevor Lawrence going to be? Now, if you subscribe to the theory, it takes a few years for quarterback to develop. He's got to pick up experience. Then you can say Trevor Lawrence is coming along fine. But in the modern NFL, look what C.J. Stroud's doing his rookie year. And I'll make the argument right now that C.J. Stroud is ahead of Trevor Lawrence right now, and he's had only one year in the league, and Trevor Lawrence has had three. But with that said, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the Jaguar quarterback of the future. He's a good quarterback, but something about Trevor Lawrence tells me being a good quarterback shouldn't be enough because of what was expected of him. Breaking news from Rick. Rick. Rick breaking the scoop. Ron Rivera was just let go. Uh, but none of us are shocked by that. That was expected. The shock would have been if Ron Rivera wasn't let go of. This lingered on a few days more. But right. it, that was the one safe prediction the day after the regular season ended that Ron Rivera would be let go. Now the focus is going to be who is going to get that job in Washington because the NFL rules. The Rooney rule, a number of candidates have to be interviewed. But let's be honest about it. The owner should be allowed to hire who he wants. If the Washington commanders are all set, let's say, on Bill Belichick, they want to see, is he going to be let go from New England? They're focused on him. They should be allowed to hire him. They shouldn't be allowed to call candidates, force to call candidates into interview him. It's insulting to the candidates as well. Well, this does open the possibility of Henneme becoming the head coach of the uh, of the Commanders. Jack, he, he should be first in line to be interviewed. Uh, you know, coming over from Kansas City, taking over the uh, the offense. I would imagine he would be the first one interviewed. Yes, uh, and, and if Belichick decides not to go to the Commanders, I mean, they don't hire the enemy. Uh, then they're going to be looking for another coach. No, what you're saying, I un- I understand what you're saying, Matt. 
But if they have any intention of hiring Eric the enemy, the commanders are going to do it immediately. They're not going to wait on Bill Belichick or Jim Harbaugh. Mm -hmm. They would have made up their mind. The enemy's our guy. He's in-house. We're hiring him. We're moving forward with him. They're not going to use the enemy as a fallback guy because it, if they're interested in Belichick or Harbaugh, they're going to have to wait a little for both guys. Right. You know, this yeah. is a whole negotiation. And they're not going to keep the enemy hanging and tell them, well, if they don't get the job, I, we're going to consider uh, you. I think I think, I think, think that they're going to interview not just the enemy and, and not just – they're going to interview quite a few coaches that are going to be qualified. That's part of the interview process. And there's going to be more than one interview. There's going to be callback interviews, maybe a third interview. I mean – they can they can push this out if they do really want a uh, you know a Bill Belichick or a G, uh, Jim Harbaugh. Um, they can push this out, but they still got to do their due diligence, Jack. They still got to interview you know three or four other candidates. They're not just going to say, "All right, Eric Bieniemy is our coach." I don't think I don't think that will be a wise decision. Well, Bieniemy is in house. I think they're going to clean. Either they hire Bieniemy or they clean house completely. That means Bieniemy is let go. And because of the Rooney rule, they're going to have to hire a couple of black candidates. It could be a Steve Wilkes, who's done a really good job as a defensive coordinator with the 49ers. This year, Brian Flores, who did a good job most of the year as a defensive coordinator with the Vikings. The Vikings walked on defense mm -hmm. at the end of the year. Yeah. But a good part of the year, they did really well. And both guys have head coaching experience. And as Antonio Pierce. Right. With the Raiders, that's an intriguing scenario because the players want him back. He went five and four. He took over a team that was three and five, and they went five and four. They improved under him, but they weren't lights out, Mac. He didn't automatically make a statement that they were so good, give him the job. If I had to give a grade to Antonio Pierce as the Raider coach, I'll give him a B. Yeah. He did a good job. But he didn't do a great job to make him the type of guy that, oh, we're going to make him the full-time coach now. I would consider him. Well, well, well let's, 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 let's talk about that. Let's talk about that for a minute. Kind of jumping around on me, but I'll, I'll stay with you. Um, listen, Antonio Pierce won with players that necessarily weren't his. He didn't draft him. He didn't help draft him. He took over a team from another coach, right? And that well, coach he was on the staff of the Raiders. Let me finish. So he, he 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 didn't he didn't take he didn't say okay I want Jimmy Garoppolo over. He didn't say that. That was the head coach that did that. So a lot of the moves that were made were made by the head coach, maybe the GM there at the time. All he did was take the same players they had and work with them. And which which is pretty good. I mean, which you got to respect, Jack. He got the respect of the players. He got respect of the coaches. Uh, the fans love him. I think if the Raiders get rid of him now, I think it's a big mistake. I give him at least another year. Let's see what he's got. Let's see maybe two years. Let him be part of the draft. Let him be part of the free agent signings. Let's see if he can build the Raiders up again. If you get rid of him right now, you're making the same same stupid decision you made before. Let's see what he's got. And then Rick Basaki had got the Raiders to the playoffs. Antonio right, right. Pierce didn't. Well, let me tell you what I think would be an ideal situation, perhaps. Okay, perhaps. Let the Raiders sign him to a one year contract. Don't fire yeah. him at the end of the year. He knows the personnel, he knows the players. 
and let's see what he does one year from beginning to end. But if you try to sign him to a one-year contract, the public and the media goes, oh, no confidence in the coach. How can you sign him to a one-year contract? These owners, people try to make fools of them. When a, when a coach or manager in any sport has one year left on the contract, people automatically think that coach should get extended. Why extend them? Wait till the contract runs out. If you extend them, at some point, you're going to want to move on from him and you're going to owe him a lot of money. That's not smart business. Play out the year. Listen, and if the coach is good, he becomes a free agent. Yeah. Also, so he's got his leverage. So I would, if I want Jim Harper and he's available, Bill Belichick or whoever, that's my guy. If I'm not sure... I want to stick with Antonio Pierce, but I'm not certain he's my guy well, long term. Well, I signed him for one year deal. There's, there's he a couple, doesn't like it. Everyone gets himself. There's about a couple it. of problems with what you said there. First of all, Jim Harbaugh and Bill Belichick's going to demand high dollar, and the Raiders right now are paying coaches a lot of money that are coaching there right now. So that's one problem they face there. Secondly, listen, Antonio Pierce made a huge decision. He sat down Garoppolo and played a rookie. And the rookies played really good. He had a real good game against the Broncos. But Garoppolo was hurt. Well, he wasn't. He wanted to come back, and Antonio Pierce said no. He was eligible to play, and Antonio Pierce said no. So he said, O'Connell's my quarterback. He also has two of the best players on his side. He's got Max Crosby, and he's got Deontay Adams on his side. They're the ones that went to bat for him. I imagine there's other players there, too. So I think with, with his salary right now, I think they can, they're going to ride with him at least one more year, Jack. I don't think they're going to go after. Well, but, but, but when you said at least one more year, that's my point, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark I... Davis called in Antonio Pierce to his office and said, "Look, we want to sign you for one more a one year deal. See how it works out. If this year goes well, we can talk about and at the end of the season, you know, a multi year extension, perhaps." Yeah. But let's see how next season works out. You know how the public will react to that in the media. Oh, how can you give them a one-year deal, this and that? Yeah. And then the question, Mac, then the question of racism is going to come in. Well, Antonio Pierce is a black coach being only offered one year. I'm yeah. just talking reality here. Maybe. It's going right. to come into play with the public in the media if you try to sign any coach to a one-year deal. Any you might coach. be right. You might be right. But, they, you know, it's not for the public. It's for the better of the team. And, and this is how you got to think as an owner anyway. And, and, so, and I'm going to say, too, the Raider players could have made it a little easier. They went five and four. That's not exactly lights out. They did okay. But, but you want to know, Antonio Pierce replaced Josh McDaniels, who did a miserable job. So he did better than a coach that did a miserable job. He was better than that. That doesn't necessarily that shouldn't necessarily make him the head coach. I don't know, Jack. I I, I think he did a good job for him. So let's let's get he to the a, right. he did a let's, solid let's, job. Let's he get to my let's, job let's, on balance. Yeah. Let's get let's get to my giants. I haven't been able to talk about them yet. You're prolonging this giant demolition. demolition. Dominated the Eagles 24 to nothing in the first half. The Eagles pull their starters out at the end of the first half. They're fifth seed for the playoffs. The Giants finish off six and 11, three and three in the division. 
Um, Tyrod Taylor throws for 297 yards. Saquon Barkley looked great, running for two touchdowns. Slayton, the Giants' leading receiver, with another touchdown for the year. Uh, Robinson has a great game. Yes, I'm glowing, Jack. I'm having a great time with this with some big catches. Uh, but there are some off-season uh, decisions that have to be made, right? You got Saquon Barkley coming up on a contract. Are they going to finally sign him? Are they going to try and franchise tag him again? Saquon said he's willing to go on another team. Yet, you know, whatever he has to do, he has to do. So we'll see what happens. Here comes that drama again. Well, there's two big storylines for the Giants in the offseason, Matt. The Saquon Barkley situation. How do you think it's going to play out? I think the Giants are going to sign him to, you know, maybe a multi-year extension, a couple of years, maybe two years, because I think ownership might get involved. And they might tell Joe Shine, we want this guy to work something out with him. We said the same thing last year, and they did offer him that would have been a three-year contract that was equal to what he was signed as a – uh, uh, as a franchise tag signing for three years. So I don't know. I don't know what his agent is. I don't know who his agent is. I don't know how he thinks. It's just very interesting to see what happens. But there's another big decision. Tyrod Taylor becomes a free agent. Now, I don't think Tyrod Taylor is a starting quarterback by no means, but he is a heck of a backup as he's shown going in there. And do you sign him, Jack? You need to get a backup quarterback to whoever the first-string quarterback is going to be next year. Tyrod Taylor, do you sign him or don't you? He's nice to bring back, but he's not a priority. Believe me, Tyrod Taylor is not a big priority at all. At all, Matt. You can get Matt, Matt. I disagree 100%. Why not get Joshua Dobbs? You love him with the Vikings, Matt. You were slowing. Why not get I don't care about Dobbs or Flacco with the way the second string quarterbacks had to play this year. It's a big priority, Jack. There were 61 different starters as of last week and more this week. And what I'm reading is that a, a backup quarterback is going to be getting between eight and $10 million a year to be a backup. So it is a big priority. Do you sign them right now? Get it out of the way. Get him at a cheaper price. You know he's an experienced quarterback that can win some games for you. It's very important to me that this decision is made. Right. Well, away. you got Tommy Cutlets, Mac. You were bragging about him. He's your guy. Why don't you just use him as a backup? I you don't never, have to pay him that I much. Never, I never, ever, never, ever said Tommy Cutlets is my guy unless you are the one that said Zach Wilson is your guy. Because if that's true, well, then Zach is gone. Zach right. is going to be a backup somewhere. I have a feeling Zach's going to wind up with the Falcons. I don't know oh, why I have that. that you thought it was feeling. the Chiefs. Now you change it to the Falcons. You no, no. Okay, but what I think, yeah, if you can sign, if you could sign Tyrod Taylor as a backup, fine. Right. Fine. But keep this in mind, Mac. The Eagles were a batter team yesterday. Oh, you could have gotten just about any backup you could have performed against Listen, them. Cutlets went in there and he couldn't do it. So you couldn't get any backup to do it. Cutlets did go in for a, a brief amount of time. And he and he's second it. stringer. And he he's the ball stringer. again. He does not like to throw the ball away. He likes to hold it. And no, hold I, it yeah, sure. I would want to sign Tyrod Taylor as a backup. Yeah, yes. absolutely. The yes. question is, 
does he fit in the budget? That's all it comes down to. Yeah. Bigger questions, Daniel Jones. I think the Giants are going to draft a quarterback. There are going to be a number of good ones out there. That means Daniel Jones, the clock is going to be ticking on him <laughs> next year. Uh, he's going to be the starter, Daniel Jones. Whoever they draft is going to carry the clipboard for the year. But Daniel Jones is going to be in the same spot that Eli Manning was in when they drafted him. But Daniel Jones is younger. Will Daniel Jones have a future as a start in the NFL after he would leave the Giants? Or will he play so well next year that whoever they draft, he holds them off? I don't Who knows? And if he does have a good year, does that make him more valuable to trade? Which I think is another good question uh, before the year is out. That's another good question, Jack. If he plays as a good year, does that make him more valuable and clear the way for the kid to be next year? We'll see. I mean, well, it, whenever it, you draft the quarterback high, it's going to play. People forget. Kurt Warner was the quarterback when Eli Manning was drafted, and Eli Manning replaced him nine games into the season. Kurt Warner still had a lot left. He still went to a Super Bowl afterwards. So, so once you draft the quarterback highly, the handwriting's on the wall. He's going to play at some point. Jack, New Orleans beats up Atlanta 48-17. to Carr throws for four TDs. Miller has 73 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Shaquille with an unbelievable catch. Uh, but the biggest story in that game was at the end. And me and Jack discussed this uh, before the show. There's a disagreement here. The Saints, at the end of the game, time is running out, getting a victory formation, and fake the victory formation and hand the ball off, and the Saints get their last touchdown. Now, I would have no problem if they lined up in a regular running formation and tried to score. No problem. But you're 100% correct, Mac. I don't like that they faked a victory formation. That's low. That's right. dirty. You know what that's like? That's like holding the white flag of surrender and then not surrendering, actually. Yes. That oh, is yes. dirty. It's low dump. That's one of the reasons I lost respect, Mac, for Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was in a bodybuilding contest. He was posing with the other bodybuilder for the world championship. And Arnold said to the other bodybuilder, okay, you know, we've had enough. Let's go off the stage. So the other bodybuilder started to go off the stage, but Arnold continued like this. That was dirty of Arnold. Arnold is a dirty sucker for what he did. That yes. was low down. And that was low down what happened yesterday with the New Orleans Saints. If you just lined up, okay, and handed it off, I got no problem with that. They want to get a touchdown for Jameis Winston, fine. I don't care about the Falcons' hurt feelings, but when you fake a victory formation, that is low. Yes, and 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 even JJ uh, Watt said, you know, come at us, give us a chance, you know, to stop because we're not playing full speed. We we don't want to hurt yeah. nobody, so we're not going to hit. You know, we could yeah. we could go and jump and hit the quarterback, but we aren't going to do that. We don't want nobody to get injured. So to him, he said, listen, they see each other again twice next year, and players don't forget. And you know their rivalries. It's in division, and they got them two times next year. So can you imagine I, it work the other way, Mac? A quarterback really is in the victory formation yes. to take a knee, and the defensive line comes charging all out, knocking people over. Yeah, you know, even though the game is all settled for all intents and purposes, how would the guys on offense feel? They feel that would be pretty low. Exactly. 
exactly. So, all right, Seattle. Uh, let's let's talk about uh, Pag's favorite quarterback. Carson Wentz throws for 163 yards, two touchdowns, runs for 56 yards and a touchdown as the Rams upset the San Francisco 49ers without most of their starters. 21 to 20. Nuka was left in long enough to break the rookie record. Another chance for rookie of the year. The NFC anyway with Nuka. Great, great player, humble, team player, blocker, runner. He does whatever they want, and he's a special wide receiver they got for him. Uh, and we're going to talk about the playoff picture, but we know what's going to happen. We know the Rams are playing Detroit, but we'll talk about more. But first, the Rams, Jack, even with their backups, they beat San Francisco with their backups. So that was a pretty even game. I'm not, I'm not upset that San Francisco sat their players because the Rams sat their oh, players. Come on, man, Mac. Now you're giving certain teams a path that's okay. I'm saying, they I'm saying, guys down and others don't. I mean, I'm saying, on. I'm saying, come on, it was Mac. Equal. It was an equal, equal game. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't an unfair advantage to the other team because you sat your players. Well, let me anyway. talk about Carson Wentz. You mentioned backup to Tyrod Taylor. He's a nice backup to have a lot of NFL experience, you know, uh, once one of the better quarterbacks in the league. And then he had a couple of bad stops with the commanders, the Colts, you know, after faltering with the Eagles. I wonder if Carson Wentz is going to be the next Geno Smith, kind of bump around for years after being a high profile start and at some point regroup and actually start again. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Rick commenting on the uh, Saints game, the coach was not part of the decision. I saw the interview at the, the press conference after. He said, that's not who we are. He's very upset with the players, especially Jamison Winstead for calling that play. Um, so the Chiefs finish 10-6, uh, edging out the Chargers 13-12. to 11-6. Oh, sorry, 11-6. 17-game Jack- schedule, Mac. Yeah. You're a traditionalist. You're still yeah, stuck yeah, with yeah, the 16-game yeah. schedule. Yeah. It took me for a while to tell you it's not a 14-game schedule yeah, anymore. Yeah, Jack, question for you. This, the Chiefs offense still doesn't look good. Uh, they're like the Eagles to me. This is a team. Well, they set, well, out, they set out Mahomes and Kelsey yesterday. So they yeah. kind of, yeah, you know, still. they mailed it in themselves still, in, still, in a certain sense. Still, when they played. Uh, they didn't look that good. And here you have the two Super Bowl teams, both of them with big questions going into the playoffs. Gobert had 159 yards, blah, blah, blah. Uh, biggest question of, of of this this game and this year coming up is the Chargers head coach position. Again, we had Bill Belichick. We've had, you know, Jim Harbaugh. Is there anyone else, Jack, that you think might? I don't think that, you know, I'm not sure how ownership is for the L.A. Chargers. Got a lot that's of money. a big part. Anywhere Jim Harper goes, he's right. going to have to have full 100% control of the football operation. Kind of yeah. the way Sean Payton does it then. But Sean Payton can fire the GM, George Patton, if he wants. Imagine that a coach being the GM's boss. Not only the GM has some authority over the coach, even though the owner has to sign off on anything. And Jim Harbaugh is just going to have to be given full control. And are they willing to do it? That's why certain owners aren't willing to give someone ultimate control per se. You know, I mean, Robert Kraft did it with Bill Belichick to a point because Bill Belichick had all this success after a while. 
Uh, I think Washington is the place to keep an eye on because I think there they're going to give a coach full ownership. Also, keep in mind the Falcons, Arthur Blank, Diona. He's been very tolerant of head coaches who've had losing seasons. He doesn't fire them that quickly. He just let go his coach, Arthur Smith, who had three seven and ten seasons in a row. That's reason enough to let a coach go. But that might be an appealing destination, especially if they can resolve the quarterback situation because Desmond Ritter isn't the guy, but they're drafting high. So I look for the Falcons to draft the quarterback uh, in this upcoming draft. Buffalo finishes the job. Both teams are in the playoffs. Uh, you know, uh, the, the AFC East uh, you know, title was on the line. Josh Allen with 359 yards, two TDs, some bad interceptions in the end zone, which could have uh, changed the game around. What turned the game around for the Buffalo Bills was a 96-yard punt return. Uh, you know, uh, really, uh, uh, Tua didn't have a great game, Jack. And, uh, you know, no, Buffalo, Buffalo has a way of making Tua look bad every time they play him. Um, I think it, maybe there's something mental there, or maybe the defensive coach of the Buffalo Bills just has it figured out with Tua. But Tua will be, uh, and the Miami Dolphins will be going on to play the Chiefs. So let's let's get to the playoff picture here, Jack. Uh, as I was saying, in the AFC, you've got uh, Miami at Kansas City. To me, that's a toss-up. Either team could win that game. You know, I got to call you out on something, Mac. You put me in my place after week one of the regular season. You firmly put me in my place. You said Miami Dolphins and the L.A. Chargers are going to be in the AFC Championship. Mark my words, you were saying, Mac. Right. So mark your words. Right. Dolphins are still alive. Maybe that happens if they win the next couple of games. I'm not writing Miami off. Charges, it happens. Look, this is coming from someone that picked the Bengals to win the Super Bowl this right, year. Right, right. And they finished nine and eight. Big disappointment. Even if Joe Burrow was healthy, something was missing with that Bengal team, I got to point out, regardless. And I thought the Eagles would get back to the Super Bowl if they look like a long shot right at this point. But Miami and Kansas City, Max, both teams are struggling. The difference is the Dolphins lost their last two. The Chiefs at least followed, ended the last, ended the season winning their last two. They're struggling. One of them advances. Mm -hmm. uh, is either team going to get straightened out to make a serious Super Bowl push? They, are they going to get their mojo back? Either team, will they get I, their mojo back? I, listen, I think Miami's wide receivers are 200% better than the Chiefs' wide receivers. I think their running game right now. I, mean, I think the running game for Miami is better right now. Again, if it wasn't for that 96-yard uh, punt return, Miami would be playing uh, as the uh, division uh, winner. So I think Miami, believe it or not, and we've talked about this too, I think, Jack, does Kansas City win one playoff game? It's in Kansas City, which is the Kansas City's favor, but if one of them receivers does not, Play well does not become another target for for uh, for Mahomes. I see Miami beating them. Yeah, yeah I just uh, you know you keep waiting for team to straighten out, and are the receivers going to get it together with Kansas City because uh, they really haven't all season long. And uh, we'll see. It's an intriguing game because one team advances, and whoever wins that game, Miami Kansas City, 
maybe they've corrected some things. Maybe they got their confidence back because then they'd be a couple of games away from the Super Bowl. Who knows? Had Miami won the game last night, they would be hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers this weekend. Instead, they're playing at Kansas City. You never know. That could be a blessing in disguise. The Chiefs playing at Kansas City might not be as hard a proposition as playing the Steelers, even though you'd be at home against the Steelers. You might be I don't right. Know. I don't know. You might be, me either. Uh, Rick's mentioned the weather. There might be some bad weather in Kansas City uh, for the game they're projecting. I think it's going to be really cold. I don't know if there's any bad weather as far as well, we snow. We about the weather, but they lost at home and won Miami to Buffalo. And did you <laughs> hear the game last night, Rick? There seemed to be as many Buffalo Bill fans in the stands as there were yeah. Dolphin fans. Yeah. That is not a good fit for certain of these home teams. I mean, That's certain true. stadiums, the home teams the fans are going to dominate the noise level. They're going to dominate it. Kansas, Kansas, City. Kansas City's fans will dominate the noise. That's They'll dominate. Sure. In Miami, it goes, it goes both ways. Boy, half the fans seem to be Dolphin fans. The other half are Bill fans, yeah. are Cowboy fans, are Packer fans. I don't know what they got going on there. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Pittsburgh's defense to me right now is better than the Buffalo's defense. T.J. Watt will be a question. I imagine he will play no matter question. what. Yeah, he's going to play, Jack. Um, if he's compromised, he won't be the same player. Keep that in mind. Yeah, um, yeah you're right. The Bills Mafia travels well. Pittsburgh, to me, Jack, has a good shot at beating Buffalo with the way Josh Allen turns the ball over. He, he it, didn't, it didn't hurt him. They won. But that's not why they won. So uh, listen, I I I think Pittsburgh has a good shot at Buffalo. I don't know. I don't know. You know what Josh Allen's going to show up. They didn't run the ball like they should have again. Uh, Cook. I don't know if Cook can run against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll tell you right now, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers will be able to run the ball the ball against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, Mason Rudolph has played well, but from the competition level goes up. Can Mason Rudolph carry them throughout the playoffs? Pittsburgh's going to have to win on defense and running the ball. And Mason Rudolph went 18 for 20 in the last game. Yeah. He's going to have to be selectively effective, you know, yes, passing the ball too. Don't make mistakes. And, uh, Don't make yeah, mistakes. but Pittsburgh is, you know, they're playing well going into the playoffs. They they got sure that them, you got Cleveland and Houston, Jack. Uh, they rested all their players. They were embarrassed by Cincinnati, which I'm glad about. So they have a they have a, a loss going into Houston with C.J. Stroud. Cleveland's defense is better than Houston's defense, and I think Houston's offense is better than Cleveland's offense. It's going to be a good game. Houston's playing with house money. House money. They can lose. They've had a great year. They can lose and smile at the end of the game. Wow, we exceeded expectations. We won our division. Who expected us to go to the playoffs? Cleveland has maybe exceeded expectations this year to a point, but they have a long-standing fan base, and they really badly want to make a run, you know, the Super Bowl. I just I, – I could see them beating Houston. I don't see them making it to the show, though. I agree. Uh, we're running a little low on time. We'll talk about the NFC matchups on Wednesday. Uh, real quick, Black Monday today, uh, we had uh, Falcons 
coach was gone first. Uh, now, of course, Ron Rivera was gone. There's going to be quite a few more other coming up, uh, you know, on, on the losing teams. Uh, I don't know what's going to go on with the Saints because they didn't make the playoffs. I don't know what's going to go on with the Bears. Is the Bears coach safe? I don't know. Is is uh, the Minnesota's coach safe? I don't know. There's a lot of different ones, Jack, and your guess is as good as mine. If you didn't make the playoffs and you were supposed to or you can't win, uh, you can't have a winning record in, in a few years, you're gone now. They don't wait. Well, an owner just can't hire. I'll, I'll close in saying an owner can't just hire the person who they want to hire because the whole Rooney rule, they have to go through the whole interview process. It drags out a bit. Some choices should be obvious. If you have someone targeted who you really want in the worst way, you should be able to hire him as soon as possible. But it, it doesn't work that way in the NFL. Yeah, the the Rooney rule has not worked, and you know any kind of modification they make to it will not work. The owners, you know, I don't think the owners, for the most part, maybe there's a couple that feel different. I think they want a coach that will help their team win. I don't think color is the first thing they think about when hiring a head coach, but we shall see uh, if if that uh, Rick 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 says. Uh, get out and enjoy some sun, Jack. You know, and relax. Get out and get some sun in you. Uh, and, 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 yeah, he's he'll be in Florida all winter, Rick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, listen. It didn't do much good to Dolphins here. I'm not getting to go. I had a chance maybe to go to a Dolphin playoff game, but they got bumped out. So. Right. So he'll be, but he'll be, he'll be watching a playoff game. Good for him. Yeah. NBA scores okay. real quick. Jack, before we leave, Nets lose to Portland, 134-127. The Nuggets beat Detroit, 131-114. Uh, Dallas beats Minnesota, 115-108. Toronto beats Golden State, 133-118. And the Lakers get by the Clippers, 106-103. So those are your NBA scores real quick. Anything else, Jack? I know I interrupted I've left this tonight, the uh, boxing show, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, tonight, uh, Frank Latour and myself are going to have on unbeaten welterweight Patty Donovan, future world champion and making his 12-0 to date. And one hour, great boxing talk. So if you like yes. boxing, tune in to our show tonight. Listen, listen, J &B, yes. p.m. Eastern Time. Love Fist is the best boxing show streaming on the internet today, Jack. And, of course, start spreading the news. We'll be after them at about 9 with some great Yankees talk. Thank you, folks. Stay tuned to Roku. We got coffee and sports. We got NESSP at noon with PAGS. We'll hear all his excuses why the Eagles lost and why the Eagles are better being fifth seed than the third, so our second seed. So, anyway, have a great one, folks. We'll see you tomorrow.